Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Lil Dudes Insect Academy podcast, where we discover more about the extremely diverse world of entomology with your host, Braden Coy. All right. Welcome to episode 52 of the Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, I have this super exciting um, interview for you guys to enjoy. It's going to be super awesome. It's really fascinating. And I always love learning from real-life entomologists. That's really what this podcast is all about, is learning from people that are in the field that do this as a full-time job, which is really amazing to some people to, you know, realize is that people can do entomology as a full-time job, which is super cool. Regardless, I hope you guys enjoy this episode just as much as I did recording it. Um, There are some really exciting announcements coming for Lil Dudes, so stay tuned for that. And... Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. If you guys have any feedback, I always love to hear from you guys. So reach out to me on really any social media. It's It works, any of them. Um, and you guys all know where to go for that. But yeah, reach out to me, please. Let me know how you thought, what you thought of this episode. Maybe a critique. Maybe something I should have done. Uh, maybe I should do something I should do next time, you know, something like that, something, maybe even, uh, maybe even someone who you want to see on the show, or if you want to be on the show, um, let me know. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this interview. So let's go. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Um, I am super excited um, to have this awesome interview for you guys today. I'm on here with Morgan Jackson. He has not been on the show before, but regardless, um, I am super excited about our talk today and all the cool things that he's working on. So welcome to the show, Morgan. Hi, Braden. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, uh, I'm super excited about that. So uh, if you can just sort of uh, get us started here, sort of explain to the viewers a little bit about what you do, and we'll go in deeper in a minute. Yeah, sure. So I'm Dr. Morgan Jackson. I'm a postdoctoral researcher at McGill University up in Montreal, Canada. Um, And I work at the Lyman Museum, which is an entomology collection here uh, at McGill. And I'm a fly systematist, so taxonomist, systematics, phylogenetics. And I also do a lot of work with public outreach and engagement and the ways that biodiversity kind of touches people in all those different aspects. So I'm interested in that whole thing, but flies are really my, my, uh, Mm. my favorite. Yeah. And uh, sort of piggybacking off of what you just said, can you put your finger on why flies are your favorite in particular? Oh, that is, that's a good question. Um, That's a very good phrasing of the question because, because it makes it harder for me to answer, but Mm. um but really, I, I kind of fell in love with flies when I first got into entomology, just because they do so many different things in such weird ways from a human slash mammal perception, right? Mm-hmm. So, so they're so different from us, and yet they're probably the most one of the most diverse groups of organism, organisms on Earth, mm-hmm. and they also live in the most places and do the most things. Like people get all bent out of shape about how awesome beetles are and all that stuff, but like flies live more places, do more things, have more weird life histories, and so yeah. flies to me are just like the ultimate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'd like to move on to where you went to school. Was it entomology, uh, you know, centered or based in any way? And then I'm talking about elementary and then all the way up to your college education. Sure. 
Yeah, so I I um I didn't really discover entomology till I got to university. Um, before that, I grew up in a, a rural uh, part of uh, southern Ontario, and you know, like I've always loved animals. I've always loved zoology and all yeah. that. And and growing up, basically, the only jobs that I knew of to to work with animals was either become a vet or to go into farming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did both of those things through high school. So in elementary yeah. school, pretty basic. Uh, elementary school just mm-hmm. reading all the books about animals I could and trying to do well in school and you know sports and all those other things and then when I got into high school I started you know getting deeper into science the science was the things that I really liked in biology in particular and so then I started working at a vet's office because I wanted to do the one career I thought that I could do with animals and and then I started doing some farming and helping out on farms as backup and mm-hmm. um, ended up going to the after high school I ended up going to the University of Guelph. Um, because they have a really good zoology program, or they did yeah. at least when I started. Uh, and they also have the veterinary school for Ontario. So that was kind of my thinking there was, I will go to the place that has animals. I know they have animals because they have zoology. Also, they have vets. And maybe I'll become a vet. When I got to school, and I realized that there were so many more options to work and research and study animals than just going into vets or going into mm. farming or anything like that. Yeah, uh, And so I said goodbye to vets and said this is not that's not actually what I want to do and I was more interested in research and and science and you know learning new things about animals and so that's how I got to to the point where I was at and then yeah it wasn't until I was almost done my undergrad actually when I took my first entomology course basically kind of on a whim randomly uh and that's when I got introduced to insects and I saw I learned about them and I realized that I've been literally walking past ridiculous biodiversity you know underfoot buzzing all around me and I had no idea I didn't have to go looking for mammals or birds or anything like that I could see all sorts of cool stories happening right around me with insects and I could learn so much more because I hadn't learned anything about them basically up till that point wow yeah for sure I definitely I definitely can relate to that how they're how uh, you know entomology is everywhere and it's interlinked with everything and um I was just wondering, was there a like a specific defining moment, maybe in a maybe in a class or out in the field, where you went, "Oh man, entomology is really cool." Yeah. So this was during that that first course that I took. It was my third year, so my junior year. Um, I was I was sitting in class in the winter semester, so I was like half, basically done my my junior year uh, of undergrad, and and I was sitting there and I was learning all these really cool things about insects. And this is where the fly came in. The flies came in as we got to this one this one section of the course. It was probably about two thirds, three quarters of the way through the course, and we started talking about flies. And I thought, wow, yeah. these are really cool. And just over the course of like one or two lectures, like it just struck me how amazing they were and they they literally just like sparked my imagination sparked my curiosity and i can still remember the the exact image from my professor's uh like presentation that like i just knew that i wanted to work on flies it was a mm. picture of it's not even a great photo it's like i've got it saved on my laptop somewhere but it's it's a picture of a of a an acillid so a robber fly it's just the picture of the face. And I think my prof was talking about, you know, the, the structures on the face of the, an acillid. So it helps you identify them. But I yeah. just was looking at it and it was just like this crazy 
you know, alien looking creature that I had never really paid attention to, had nothing about, turns out there's thousands of species of them, knew nothing about them at all. And, and just, you know, absorbing all this information for my prof and looking at that photo, I was like, well, this is, this is what I want to do. This is, this is the direction that I want to start working on and thinking about. And, and why have I not been spending more time learning about insects and all that? And from there, mm -hmm. Uh, I took my senior year and I devoted it entirely to entomology. I think I had like one oh, wow. or two courses I needed for my undergrad to like get. And then all the rest of the courses I did all for the rest of the year was all entomology field courses and honors research projects and physiology and, you know, any course that my university offered for entomology, I took it all in one year. So, mm. so, so while you were there, what were some of the, what have, well, I guess, what are some of the fun projects or uh, discoveries that you have worked on? Uh, well, you know, one of the, the biggest influences for when I got interested in entomology was taking the University of Guelph's field entomology courses. And so mm. these are intensive courses. They're not during the semester. They, they hold them for two weeks. So the whole course is done in two weeks. Wow. Um, and you go off to different locations. So the first year we went, we went to South Carolina and Virginia in the mountains of Virginia. And you sit and you are just eating, breathing, sleeping, you know, dawn to dusk and usually long past dusk into the night, just doing entomology, collecting wow. and running behavioral experiments and uh, identifying specimens and writing down natural history notes and observations. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just total saturation. And so I did that. Like I said, one year we were in South Carolina and Virginia, and then the next spring we ended up going to uh, Peru and Bolivia. And so I got to do have the same experience in, in some really beautiful rainforest, mm. uh, Amazonian rainforest. And, you know, those two experiences back to back were, were massive highlights for me, you know, getting to, to just geek out on bugs with, you know, 25 other students who yeah. are all kind of at the same stage and learning about it and profs who were dedicated and invested in, in giving us all that knowledge transferred directly into us like it was it was amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> was, i bet it was, it was like, like the a, worst like drug a, oh man like a bug boot camp basically exactly exactly that's what it was it was bug boot camp and it was it was so good uh and so that you know those experiences really drove home like this is this is what i need to do so then after that it was just how do i do that and that's basically going to grad school and and doing all the research stuff so Wow. So, so, uh, where are you on your, I guess your bug journey now then? <laughs> so I, I finished, uh, my undergrad and then I stuck around at the university of Guelph and I did both of my graduate degrees. So I did a master's mm -hmm. degree and then I stayed and did a PhD degree all at the university of Guelph in the same lab, basically working on all the same questions. So I did all my degrees in one spot, literally sitting at the same desk, uh, for the most part, um, wow. which is pretty unusual. That's not how most people do it. Most people, oh, yeah. Will, yeah. you know, get up and move around and mm -hmm. try different universities and different things. But I, I stayed in one spot and it was just the best solution for me at that time. So I did that. So now I've got my PhD after a long time working and, and now I'm kind of in that transition phase where I'm, you know, I'm basically kind of on the job hunt. I'm kind of doing, it's basically like an, an academic internship mm -hmm. about how to, how to take it to the next level, how to figure out what research questions are good to ask and which ones can get money to be asked and, oh, yeah. and doing that sort of thing and building up my resume in that way. So that's kind of where I'm at. So don't have a full-time job yet. I'm mm -hmm. hopeful maybe I'll get one down the road, but, uh, you know, keeping doors and windows open for whatever opportunities come my way at this point. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so what was, 
I know when you're doing your master's degree and your PhD, you do um, thesis, a, a thesis and some really interesting experiments. And some people, some people have done some really in-depth, crazy experiments for that or, uh, you know, projects for that. So can you tell us a little bit about what yours was? Yeah. So I, I did both my master's and my PhD on a group of flies called stilt-legged flies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called family Micropisidae. Um, we have them in North America. There's a couple of common species that you can find depending on where you are. Uh, they wave their arms around uh, and pretend like they're wasps for the most part. Those are the ones that people commonly see. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was working on the taxonomy and systematics uh, of what that is. So basically how they're related to one another, what they're related to outside. So, you know, what are their cousins? What other flies do they they find on the the evolutionary tree of life kind of nearby and then also talking about you know what are the new species how do we tell them apart uh all those things so both of my degrees one i changed minor groups within them but that's basically what i was working on and for the most part i was working on uh molecular systematics so most of my Mm -hmm. phylogenetics work was using dna to to decipher the relationships between these flies and with within them, so the flies, how they're related to one another, and then how they're related large, more large screen to other types of insects. Wow. So, so um, I know I've talked to people that have done similar things to that before on the show, and from what I understand, literally to do that experiment, you take the specimen and you like blend it up, basically, right? To to extract the genetics. I mean. Yeah, so that that's basically how it works. So uh, I did my molecular work with my co-advisor up in Ottawa at the Canadian National Collection of Insects. So mm-hmm. I went up there to do my molecular work. And basically, you're right. Uh, we used a technique where you don't have to squish everything up. My flies are at least big enough, thankfully, that I can basically just put them in a little vat of, of digestive enzymes. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. the stuff that, you know, is, is breaking down your food and your gut a little bit, less acidic, yeah. but same idea. And yeah. so you soak it in that, you stir it up for a little while and it basically kind of leaches some of the DNA into the vial and you put the specimen back out and you can pin it up and it looks basically the same as when you put it in. Um, So you don't have to destroy the specimen, you get the specimen back, which is kind of nice. And then you get a little vial of DNA that you then run through the systems and, and, you know, pull out the little pieces that, that you're interested in. So. Wow. Wow. That, that seems really complicated. Um, (laughs) that, yeah, that, that's amazing. So that would, that covered your master's and your PhD work. Yep, basically, I did I did very similar projects for both, just working on on slightly different groups of flies. So they were related to one another. So I was figuring out during my master's, I was doing uh, trying to figure out how one little genus was related to itself mm. and and okay. all that, and ended up splitting the whole thing into like three or four genera because it was just kind of a mess. Um, and then for my PhD, I tackled a different subfamily. I'm throwing a bunch of taxonomic terms out. It's hard to talk about these things. So I went to a different branch of the micropisa tree and I worked on figuring out how that branch was connected to the rest of the tree of life and also how it sort of broke down on the inside. So mm. I didn't do as much, uh, you know, descriptive taxonomy during my PhD. I was more focusing more on this, the phylogenetics and, and the relationships of this group of flies. Mm. Very interesting. So is that, I mean, it, it's always hard uh, when people ask me my favorite, like my favorite bug, I guess. But is that like one of your favorite flies in general? 
Mm. So it's really difficult. I do really, really like the things that I studied, um, mm. especially the ones that I did for my PhD, uh, because you know there's something inherently cool about it when you are one of two, three people living on the planet right now who knows anything about them. So wow. you know that that that's sort of one of the cool things when you work with super obscure organisms that nobody cares about really or knows mm -hmm. about so in that case yes I, I really do like them i think there's all sorts of really interesting evolutionary biology questions we can learn from them and yeah. ways to figure out how they diversified and evolved and just the, the nomenclature and how the names change through time like that that mm -hmm. weird geeky stuff you know makes me happy too yeah um but you know like there's all sorts of other flies that i'd, I'd love to to study and i you know i get excited basically when i find any fly outside uh with the extent of some that I can't, I know I'll never be able to identify correctly. So then those ones don't mm -hmm. get me as excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> too mm -hmm. difficult for me. They're too tricky. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, one of my very favorite questions to ask um, the, the people on the show is who is somebody that inspired you? Either it, it could be in the bug world. It could be someone you've never even met before. Um, maybe someone who you just follow. Um, but really, who is your inspiration? That's a really good and complicated question. Yeah, for sure. Um, because there's all sorts of aspects of people's research that I like and that are inspirational to me and the things that they do. But sometimes those people aren't, you know, the work they do is good, but the, the their personalities are not so good. So it's kind of a, a loaded question. Like, I don't want to elevate some people um, historically who may have you know, social views that are questionable or just downright not great. Mm -hmm. um, so there are aspects of that. And similarly, there are people whose research, you know, doesn't really apply to mine and doesn't really interest me, but who they are personally, you know, really good markers for who I want to be and how oh, I yeah. want to go about my science and stuff. So for sure. with that, with that caveat, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll say one of the, one of the scientists who I, who I've, read a lot of their work and, and who I admired the things that they did was uh, a German scientist named Dr. Willy Hennig. Um, and so he, he's, his claim to fame is basically he's, he came up with a new method of doing phylogenetics, you know, the way that we characterize life and, and figure out how it's related. He, he kind of pioneered a, a different way of doing that, which has turned into one of the the major ways that we do things now. So he has revolutionized that field, but he also happened to get his start, his, you know, his actual alpha research that was helping lay the groundwork for what he, you know, changed from a theoretical perspective was on mm -hmm. the flies, on Micropizidae. Those were the first, you know, insects that he really started working on. So um, following in his footsteps in that regard uh, has been you know, a, a fairly inspirational way, you know, the ways that, that he did a, his research and came up with ideas and he was pretty ahead of his time on, on how he looked at the evolution of these flies and how they were related to one another and to other mm -hmm. things. So in that regard, that, that's something that, that I really admire and, and, you know, hopefully my research can, can t stand the test of time like his can. Um, yeah. So that was Dr. Willie Hennig. Um, and so the other person who's really inspired me in my life and day-to-day -day life and how I go about entomology in a public way is Dr. Gwen Pearson. Um, she's also known as Bug Girl Online. Uh, mm -hmm. She's been, you know, a really, really great 
role model and mentor to me about, you know, the value of, of engaging with the public and, and having fun with entomology and making accessible the knowledge and things that I've had the privilege of learning to a larger sphere. And so that's, mm. you know, she's, she's been a real, you know, guiding light throughout my career and how I go about and sharing what I've learned, both yeah. the things that I get to read and the things I get to research um, and also the ways that I go about doing it. So, so she, yeah, Gwen is, has been a huge, huge monument in my, my life as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just to address one thing, the, uh, the viewers may not, some of the viewers at home may not know this term that you've been using a lot, which is phylogenetics. Could you explain like what exactly that means? Yes, yes, phylogenetics. I'm sorry. So, so phylogenetics. It sounds it sounds like a complicated word, and it implies mm -hmm. that DNA is involved with the, the end with genetics. But yeah. but really, phylogenetics is is just the way that we structure um, and understand the relationships between um, different organisms. Uh, so it could be plants, it could be flies, it could be beavers, whichever you want to do. And so when you see you know those branching tree diagrams, um, that's called a phylogeny. Uh, the things that represent like the tree of life. Uh, that's that's basically what I try and do is build those. And so there's a bunch of mathematical algorithms that we can run to try and figure those out. Um, and you can use DNA or you could use morphology, like what the things are, are looking like, or you can yeah. use behavior or, you know, all sorts of different characters. And you run them through these algorithms and it basically tries to sort out how they evolved from one another. And that gives you the branching tree. Um, and that's basically all phylogenetics is, is basically trying to reconstruct the tree of life and, and guessing, kind of estimating what it looks like from the data that we have available to us. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay. So that, that sort of, I, I did want to clarify that for, for those that might not know what that, what that big, you know, the big words. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's one that's going to get you a lot of points on Scrabble if you can get it up there, but uh, I, I'm sorry for using it. it, it I'm a little rusty on, uh, on my general terminology. Yeah, that's okay. No problem. Um, so sort of taking a, a detour, I guess, um, is um, I would love to hear some of maybe two or three of your hobbies that, uh, they they might be a little bit involved with entomology. They might not be at all. Um, but we love to hear about, uh, you know, entomologists' hobbies that may may or may not be related to entomology in any way. Sort of the thing that you use to, you know, take a break from your work. That, that's that's such a good question. I'm so glad Thank that you. you asked that because we get, we get those things, you know, especially in my line of work, those things are sometimes ignored or pretend like those things don't happen. Um, but, you know, getting it out there, that's great. Uh, so what are my hobbies? Well, that's hard to say. So most of them are entomology related. Like I, I do, you know, really believe in not believe in, but I happen to do a lot of entomology related stuff. So sometimes I go out collecting in the summer. Yeah. Um, I go photography, you know, photography is a thing that I, I did a lot before my kids yeah. are born. Mm -hmm. I I've got two young kids. So my hobbies time has gone down considerably, but, yeah. um, but playing with that, you know, my, my kids is one of the things that I really like to do. Uh, video games are a thing that I like to do or watching uh, YouTube and, and mm -hmm. Twitch streamers, you know, let's play games. That's one of the ways that I unwind after uh, working and, and writing and all that. For sure. Um, so, so those are the, you know, the big things. And recently I've gotten into birding again, which is, you know, a, a pastime that 
Uh, I used to do a little bit and then I basically let it go. But especially during the pandemic, I've kind of been leaning into it a little bit more because it's a little bit easier to experience biodiversity through birding than it is through a lot of other things when you're kind of restricted in how far you can go and what you can do. So Mm -hmm. birding's actually been ramping up in my life a little bit. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I I always love to hear that. Um, so I think we're gonna start wrapping up here with the last few questions. Um, but this is sort of a tricky one, and I know we talked about this a little bit um, earlier in the episode. But and this is always a tricky one for everybody, and some people, you know, can't say or they don't know yet. But I always love to hear you guys' plans. So do you have any? maybe a a special i don't know something that you want to do in the future a project that you've been wanting to do really just what do you want to do in the future i guess you're coming in with the tough questions holy moly okay so you know long term i'd love to to get a position where i can do research and i can teach and i can reach out and share you know all the cool things like basically i want a job doing what i like to do you know uh, yeah. in many regards that's like a professorship so you know becoming a professor of entomology somewhere um yeah. so i can teach undergrads and teach um outreach courses and and all those things and kind of have the the privilege of exploring my curiosity and get paid to do it like that mm-hmm. is that is the ultimate goal for but sure yeah. those things notwithstanding will I'll do what I got to do to to keep exploring flies and, and entomology so I'm not you know I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that I'll be able to do that one day but we'll see mm-hmm. how it goes projects well that's a that's a really good question too you know I'd really like to keep working on taxonomy it's it's so underappreciated and start yeah. and continue to describe new species and, and figure out how they're related to one another and help make that data and those information accessible to people through identification keys and resources like field mm-hmm. guides and stuff um, and another thing that I'd really, really like to get more involved with and, and I'm currently working towards is engaging with amateur naturalists more um, and getting them really incorporated into the scientific process. Uh, so we see a lot of growth on sites like iNaturalist and yeah, and eBird, for example, uh, where we have lots of people getting interested in nature and contributing sightings and data on these various internet connected apps. And I'd really like to, to help inspire that more and help get them engaged with the process and, and you know making sure that they're attributed with discoveries and helping them get credit for it and learn more and find more rare bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know try and transfer all this knowledge that is bent up in books uh, and journal articles and get it out to people who are interested in this stuff and start inspiring them to look beyond you know, yeah. birds into insects and from insects from just butterflies and dragonflies into beetles and flies and some of the other less charismatic things and, and realize like I did when I was an undergrad that there is this whole world to be found just within our feet. We don't have to go far to explore. Man, yeah, I absolutely agree with everything you just said. I completely believe that entomology is uh, the 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 middle point in all of science right because you see these little kids um at you know three and four years old fascinated with bugs because you know they're little they're they move really interestingly and they're everywhere and then these kids grow up because of their interest in bugs they grow up to become you know uh 
astronomers and uh, marine biologists and it's an, it's a really great portal to the scientific world and i absolutely agree with that and i stand by that so all right morgan so thank you so much for being on the show um one of the last things that i like to do is show the viewers where uh they can go to follow along with you so social media if you have a website um, that would be awesome too for them to go check out and follow along with your the rest of your bug journey. So if you could uh, tell us where we can find your stuff, that would be awesome. No, thank you very much. Uh, it's been awesome being here. And if if you're interested and you want to learn more about what I do or follow along on social media, you're more than welcome to. You can find me uh, at Twitter is probably the most updated thing. So yeah. Twitter is my handle is at BioInFocus. Um, and that's where I spend most of my time wasting time uh, and engaging as best as I can. But I'm also on iNaturalist as, as well. And I have a, a website and blog that I don't update very much anymore. But it's got a lot of posts there that you can read if you're interested on flies and taxonomy and natural history and all that. And that's at biodiversityandfocus.com. Um, and you can find the blog there. So those are the two easy places. And if you do find me there, uh, please let me know. I, you know, I love when people say hi and, and interact with me and don't be afraid to to send the first message that, you know, I love interacting with people about bugs and, and talking flies and all that. So, so don't be afraid or shy. Please reach out. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, guys, that was the episode with Dr. Morgan Jackson. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, thank you so much for being on the show, Morgan. Um, it was a great time and yeah. Thank you so much, Braden. If you enjoyed this episode of the Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast, then go ahead and check us out on our website, www.littledudesinsectacademy.com. Also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, we are littledudesinsectacademy.com. Just search it up, it'll show up. Also, if you really enjoyed this episode, definitely uh, go down, scroll down, and leave a review of the podcast if you really enjoyed it. And consider sharing it with one of your family and friends. And with that, that is it for this episode. Keep on bugging. <laughs>